This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Welcome to our second annual month-long of holiday magic, named after the now-defunct cosmetics pyramid scheme owned by our shady friend, William Penn Patrick. I am so excited to be bringing you even more amazing content to keep you willingly informed and scam-free all season long. Please join us every Sunday and Wednesday throughout the month of December for brand new episodes filled with the interviews, topics, stories, and history that you asked for. All frauds, scams, pyramid schemes, and cults, all month long. Happy holidays, Hunbots and Hunbros, from me, Abby, and Life After MLM. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, we are on day six of holiday magic already. This month is flying by. We're at the finish line, just rounding off the rest of the year, and then it will be 2023 before we know it. I wanted to start by addressing some of the technical issues that people have been having, playback errors and downloading issues with a few different podcasting apps like Google, Apple, and Stitcher, to name a few. I looked into it, and everything is 100% on my end. So if you are still getting playback errors, What I was told is best to do is to delete that particular episode file and then re-download it. The download is pulled from my end, and each time that it's downloaded, it pulls a fresh copy and should lessen the chances of corruption or errors. I hope this helps. I know it's annoying. I also want to say thank you to our new Patreon member, Liss M. Welcome to the family. Your support means so much. For those of you that would also like to support the show, we have a lot of ways you can join our Patreon. We have five and $10 tiers, as well as just liking, sharing, and rating the show five stars. No need to spend money to help out. I appreciate every single bit of effort that you all put out to help the show grow. You're amazing, and I am so lucky to have such wonderful fans. 
Last week's bonus episode talked about the MLM to the nines and how they were shady and went under. And a couple of you emailed to let me know that good old Kenny Davis is still shady. And he was recently involved in yet another scammy business deal where he was moving the headquarters of his business, Ranchland Foods, to Denton, Texas from Arizona. He was going to invest almost $6 million in capital improvements and vow to bring over 100 jobs to the area. And so the Denton City Council approved a Chapter 380 incentive grant for over $218,000 in May of 2021. But, and it's a huge but, Ranchland Foods isn't legit. And Kenny skipped town, owes quite a lot of vendors and people in the area money, and everything has gone unpaid. And though not disclosed on documents submitted to the city, Ranchland also hosts an affiliate program. And according to its website, it involves recruiting distributors through a buy-in program. Sound familiar? You can't even make this stuff up. So if you want to know more about that, the link to the article is in the show notes. Thank you guys for the heads up uh, and for sending me that. And lastly, we've got a scam to talk about. In the last few days leading up to the holiday, you're working on your final list and you're checking it twice, making sure you didn't forget anything or anyone. And on the off chance you did, you probably did because I did, one of the most popular gifts at any gift giving time is a gift card. And I mean, you can't go wrong as long as you buy a gift card for a place that someone actually enjoys. Aside from cash, gift cards reign supreme. And they make really great gifts for those hard to shop for people. They're easy, convenient, and available at any price point. Pro tip, if you have someone who's hard to shop for because they constantly just buy themselves what they want, like gift cards to their favorite restaurants are fantastic. And they might decide to take you with them. So you might get a delicious meal out of it too. I just, I love gift cards, okay? I'm not going to turn down. I mean, cash is better, but a gift card is pretty sweet. And that makes them the perfect target for scammers. So while looking into gift card scams, I actually ran into a few different ones. And so I chose the ones that I thought would be most likely the ones you would run into during the holidays. But gift card scams run year long. So make sure you're paying attention anytime you're buying a gift card. Let's start with the most obvious one first. In one popular version of a gift card scam, an online vendor will request that you exchange a gift card for payment for the purchase instead of using a credit card or a payment platform like PayPal. And according to the FTC, one in four fraud victims have paid with a gift card, making it a very popular means for scammers to steal money from consumers. Really, you guys? 25% of people being scammed have done it by paying with a gift card? That's... I feel like we all know better and we're all past that at this point, but apparently not because 25% of us are falling for it. This is one of the most obvious scams because you shouldn't be buying anything with a gift card that that gift card wasn't designed to buy. Gift cards are untrackable, so it allows the scammer to walk away without a trace. Never use random gift cards in exchange for goods or services. When shopping online, use an FDIC-insured card to protect yourself from scams and fraudulent activity. And the only stuff that you should be buying with a Target gift card is stuff from Target. In another gift card scam that I found, the value of the gift card selected may be compromised by thieves before you even purchase it, and then the funds are drained before you can gift the card. 
The way this scam works is that a lot of retailers display their gift cards at the checkout aisle or leave them out in the open for consumers to browse through. You've seen those big gift card mall kiosks at the store before. Unfortunately, this makes them vulnerable to thieves who can take the cards, obtain the pertinent information listed on them, and then put them back on the store racks. Afterward, the thieves will electronically track the gift card and wait for the money to be activated. Once a customer adds money and activates the card, the thief promptly drains the funds electronically, leaving the person receiving the gift card with a balance of zero and loads of disappointment at the checkout. So it's best to purchase gift cards that are stored behind counters or from the retailer directly. If the gift card looks tampered with, turn it into customer service and pick a different one. So make sure you save the receipt to prove the card's value and the purchase date, and make sure you use a known gift card marketplace or purchase gift cards online. Just protect yourself, all right? This episode is a fun one. We talk about the dumpster fires that are Facebook mom groups. And so quick content warning about child exploitation for likes. Other than that, this episode is pretty fun and tame considering. Enjoy! Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're going to talk about another targeted group that uses affinity fraud, where MLMs come in and they create so much drama in this group. And I didn't, I thought like, who's best to talk about mom dumpster fires and mom groups than Jess from The Big Weird Mom, who literally talks about mom group dumpster fires on TikTok all day. So Jess, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk about this topic with you. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to be here. And we've been talking about this forever. And I'm so glad that I get to share all of this, all these dumpster fires with your, with your listeners. I, uh, I mean, mom groups is where I was introduced to LuLaRoe, who's a mom from a mom group. Uh, No hate. She's out of LuLaRoe too. Now we both, we both just hate LuLaRoe so much. So what up to her? But uh, yeah, I was introduced to all of this stuff through mom groups on Facebook, which in and of themselves are dumpster fires without pyramid schemes even being in there at all. If anybody's ever been in a mom group, they know (laughs) we're going to be talking about. Um, But I do remember, and then even like leaving MLM and sort of being anti-MLM, just how controversial MLMs are in mom groups, whether or not their businesses, whether or not they should be promoted. And I'm just excited to talk about all of this with you because I'm sure you have the best story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. And, you know, I've been a part of this kind of mom group culture for years before I started making content about it. Um, you know, I don't know if you did this too, but, um, I joined one of the due date groups. That was my first exposure to mom groups. You can imagine like, not only is it a mom group, but everybody's hormonal and pregnant in the same place in pregnancy. And it just is this breeding ground of like a little bit unhinged, like, the wires are a little bit crossed for everybody. <laughs> yes. I joined my birthing group on baby center and then we mm-hmm. moved it over to Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I was in a, a Facebook group for the, Yeah. And I, there's a few of them that listen to the show and we're still friends. So, Hey, Hey to them too. Nice. <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. I mean, that being said, some of my really close friends came from my due date group. We still talk, even though our kids are, you know, five and three years old. And it's, it's obviously a positive space too. Um, so I definitely don't want to play that down. Yeah, I did. I met some really cool moms. Um, the things that were cool about birth groups were that, especially for new moms, all of us were going through it around the same exact time. So if there were like weird, like I've got this weird heartburn, people are like, oh my God, me too. Let's talk about the heartburn. And you had this group of women you could trust who were going through the exact same things you were going through, the same fears, the same unknowns. And then after your kids are born, you're going through the same milestones and the same ups, like, oh, we got our first steps. And so even though we don't really know these people in real life, although I have met quite a few of my mom group friends, Mm -hmm. uh, we were really, really tight knit Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of bonding because we were going through the exact same things at the exact same time. Yeah. I'm thankful for that group. I mean, there was quite a bit of drama. There was, was quite a few drama dumpster fire moms. Oh yeah. (laughs) came around for those that are listening from my old birthing group. I'm just going to say hair ties and we're just going to leave it at that. And we're all going to laugh in our own little inside joke right now. And we're going to move on. So Jess, um, how many mom groups are you a member of? Oh my gosh. I would say now at this point, it's gotta be like, I would say 50 maybe. And the good thing about like, since I've started to get into this is that people have started to send me their own screenshots and then I'll find another group to join. And like, I just found this like fundamentalist Christian group that is just like shaming on women who are less modest and, you know, kind of, it's just this like really weird space that like, I didn't even know could possibly exist. And, you know, I've got, I've got sock accounts because obviously if I join that type of group, people are going to be like, who is this girl with pink hair and tattoos joining a modesty group? Like, <laughs> you know, so I would say, I would guess like 50 to 75. Wow. That's so yeah. much. And I mean, yeah. are you like, is most of it for content farming and like getting ideas for things? Or are you like actually an active member in some of these too? Yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of surprisingly like, I kind of stay off of my personal Facebook at this point because Facebook, especially right now, it's just like such a toxic environment. And it's like, if I'm going to be doing this, I kind of want to be a little bit more removed. That being said, I still am in my due date groups and everything like that on my personal page. And like for my due date groups, I've actually never, ever made content, you know, no matter how big the drama is there, I'm not going to take people's personal stuff and like throw it out on the internet because it's a private group and it feels like a violation in that way. There are stories to tell about due date groups, you know, the bigger ones where there was actually one that I was a member in that the admin just like went off the rails and she started to demand that everybody send her proof that their name matches their legal name matches their Facebook name. And like the group kind of blew up and it ended up on um, the Sanctumami Facebook group. Have you heard about oh, heard of no. that? <laughs> 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 I can't remember the actual name about it, but it's, it's kind of similar to my content and that she posts sanctum mommy stuff. I mean, the like really like 
holier than thou I'm posting to talk about. My daughter just got to a hundred foods and all of them are, you know, organic, vegan, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's fun to poke fun at stuff like that. Yes. Saying to mommy. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if you've made it to saint of mommy, like, yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the day before there was really as ferocious of an anti-MLM movement as there is now, um, MLMs were very commonplace in mom groups. I, like I said, recruited out of one kind of also have actually bought products from the other moms in the mom groups who were selling other things. Uh, that's how I was introduced to Beachbody. That's how I bought Payo. That's how I tried those things. I don't really know. I think now the environment is more anti-MLM, but what were some of like, do you remember any like drama with MLM stuff back then? Or was it just sort of kind of commonplace? Yeah, I mean, I think the anti-MLM movement kind of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of really started picking up steam in like 2015, 2016. Is that right? Yeah, Um, I joined in 2017, but there was definitely some some people on Reddit, a very good community of anti-MLM on Reddit prior to that as well. Yeah. When I found the Reddit group, that was when I personally was kind of like, okay, we're going to normalize this. My, based on my own personal experiences, I already had like this negative connotation with it. But then like the Reddit group really brought to life this community where you could find data about, you know, the income disclosures and all of that stuff. And you could actually bring screenshots into these Facebook groups to, to show people that, you know, no, really like this person in this Facebook group is claiming that they make a ton of money. And there was so much baiting and like still having that like deceptive nature to things. And the Reddit group really, I think, helped people find each other. And then also like bring actual proof to the table that when someone would come into a Facebook group and be like, I need beauty recommendations. I'm looking for this, this, and this. And you would find out that it was actually like bait post for someone, you know, even if it wasn't, if, even if it was someone actually looking for recommendations, all the Huns would jump on it and say, oh, and I'm a distributor. So, you know, you can reach out to me. And there was a lot of those offshoots where people started popping up where they were defending this anti-MLM movement. And it was really good to see. Yes, there was a ton of drama. The, mo- the most I think I've ever seen drama-wise is probably in the Peloton Moms group, which, as you know, gives me probably the most content, <laughs> you know. Um, it's I it, could it's, imagine Peloton, yeah. because specifically Beachbody and their bikes... Mm-hmm. I could imagine, um, share some, share some gems with us. Yeah. Do they sell bikes now? Beachbody. Yeah. Beachbody actually sells a bike now. That's like a competitor oh of Peloton. I think it's called like my bike or something. Um, and they basically like took over and it was an existing company already before because uh-huh. I've, I've had people be like, I was a member of this and now I'm like sucked into Beachbody on their bod because I can't use my bike without this subscription service. And it's just sort of like that, that we have sort of forgiven as the the only way that it's okay to be anti-MLM if you own that bike previously. (laughs) Well, how does it work though? Can, um, is that a part of the, like, like if you sell the bike, are you like queen of the beach body hunts? 
Oh, well, I'm sure you get a big uh, commission. I'm not sure what it is, but you sell the bike and however much it is, you know, I'm not really sure how much these bikes are, but a thousand, 2000, I'm not sure, maybe more. And then you also have to sell that subscription, but they don't really make a lot of money on the, um, the beach body on demand or their bod service. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've had people on here from Beachbody say like, oh, well, I mean, yes, but it sort of is just like, that's sort of like the workout aspect of the system. And what they really want to sell you is the system, which like the Shakeology, the little rainbow right. containers <clears throat> and all of that to then sell you on becoming a Beachbody coach too. Mm-hmm. So it's like the beginning of the funnel is the BOD system, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Wow. That's crazy. And I did beach body. I mean, I was a beach body hunt for a very brief period of time, but I, that's crazy that I didn't even know that. So yeah, you know, this Peloton moms group is like, not only do you have this kind of like lifestyle that goes along with having a Peloton, you know, you have these women who want to talk about their lifestyle and other aspects. They have like these whole posts where they talk about how much money their husbands spend on them for their birthday or for mother's day. And then like, you know, I think that attracts the pretty much the distributors from most MLMs who are trying to exude that lifestyle. So, and they also see it as an opportunity. So you don't have to have a Peloton to be in this Peloton moms group. And I'm not sure what the status is now, but for a while we were all kind of lobbying to make it not allowed to talk about MLMs in there. And it was like this huge, huge ordeal where like people were trying to defend it and, you know, bringing out the old typical lines of like, well, you're just not supporting women, (laughs) you know, by by making this rule. Yeah. You're just not, you're just not supporting small businesses or women. It's fine. I'll take, I'll take it elsewhere, you know. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something, something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. 
Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. All of that good stuff, but uh, I yeah, love Peloton. that <laughs> passive aggressive mom. It's fine. I was just trying yeah. to help you, but like obviously yeah. you don't want it or need it. Yeah. I mean, you need it, but you don't want it. So it's like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'll be fine. And then they they're like in that meme where they're sitting in the kitchen and their house is on fire, and they're just saying it's fine. And then they hair flip and they're like, I'm leaving this group. You guys are closed minded. And then everyone, yeah. and then everyone yeah. says, this isn't an airport, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same. Exactly. Well, yeah. And there are some super snarky moms in that group too, who are like, you know, it's, this sounds great. It sounds like you're doing just fine. And, you know, once we see your tax returns, we'll believe you. I'm sure that you're going to retire your husband in a couple of weeks and, you know, have fun. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty nice to see um, how much the dynamic has changed to people being like really, really snarky with some of the Huns, which is probably the most entertaining. I just remember back when I actually used to <laughs> log into Facebook and like interact with things. I, I even remember like in any group where if I made any comment about anything anti-MLM from a factual basis so many people would jump on me and call me a mm-hmm. hater and all of it. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But yeah. like, it was the wildest thing to have people like actively bullying and being like, you just don't know what you're talking about. Like, obviously you're a loser. Obviously you failed. And just like these pylons in these comment sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it happens so much in mom groups that way with MLM things, but I mean, I've seen comment sections like just really go down the shitter really quickly when someone even says that. I don't know if it's, if the climate is nearly the same as it is now, as it was then about that kind of stuff. But I mean, it was wild. It's probably like getting close to like 65 to 70% 
people who are anti-MLM, you know, I think before creators like you and, you know, all of the other anti-MLM people in the Reddit group, people just didn't know how bad this was. And they were just like, you know, and myself included, it's like, okay, yeah, this is harmless. Like, yeah, some people aren't really built for this. And, you know, some people can't really make it work, but for some people it does, and that's fine. And now that we know how predatory it is, and you can't really feel good about yourself as a person, if you are on the top, you know, willingly taking money from people who are struggling and going into debt. And I think that's the biggest and the main thing that has kept more and more people are understanding that. So they're more willing to go to bat for it. Cause instead of, Oh yeah, I'm just going to support the girl down the street. It's like, Oh no, like this is hurting people. And I don't want to be part of that. Are you noticing in the comment section when people sort of reply to these huns in their comments and saying, Hey, this is an MLM and it's predatory. Are you noticing that the comments themselves are more compassionate lately, or are we still getting that sort of like anger and like, you're an idiot sort of attitude? I think there's more compassion for sure. And sometimes it's mostly just a call out and then it leaves it alone. I think the challenge that really kind of exists today is that the Huns are kind of getting sneakier. Like they're really hiding the fact that they are a part of an MLM in like some really new and crazy ways. Uh, the company that I work for that I make some social media posts for is a nail company. And we had a couple of videos where we were just getting bombarded by people who weren't even with Color Street and Jamberry, but like were with weird random MLMs in Canada and they wouldn't even go after like the typical argument. And it took a, a lot of digging for me to find that one of the girls who was just like, for no reason at all was just completely talking trash about what we sell. And, and, you know, I dig deep in her, to her personal Instagram and find out that she sells weird, random, you know, MLM nails in Canada. (laughs) And it's just like, you know, she's not even trying to sell her stuff. She's just trying to talk trash about other people's products. That is strange. And it's funny because you guys tag me in a lot of the videos where you're literally just responding to comments of people being like, I mean, this is basically the same as color street and you're showing, you're comparing, you're like, no, it's not here. It is. And you're just, you're getting these people who just, like you said, it's just bombarding in these comments. Like it, it doesn't mean anything. They're not even necessarily selling nails. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's just this anti anti MLM sort of attitude of like, I'm in an MLM, you're selling something that's like a direct competitor to several MLMs. And I'm going to mm-hmm. bash your company so that people think it's trash. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's always people with like eight followers who are like, I'm going to really do some damage here. Yeah, totally. And I think that's where a lot of it, you know, they're trying to figure out how to still be sneaky. And at this point, you know, a lot of them, the only thing that they have to, to kind of go off of at this point is that lifestyle portrayal where they're like, they don't ever say anything about what company they're with, but they're building their dream barn house and their whole family doesn't ever have to work again and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, putting on social media that they live this life and, you know, maybe they might throw in a bone and be like, you could do this too, or you could be like this too, you know, and And of course, that's when they try to snag you into the DMs. 
I have noticed that like with bigger mom fluencer accounts, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got the mom who's like perfect. She bakes her own bread and they braid their hair in the moonlight. And it's just like this perfect life. There's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many accounts that poke fun at that, that perfect life as well. But you have these women, these mom fluencers, and what's happening is they're not educated enough to know the difference between an actual influencer opportunity and a pyramid scheme. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this on the show where you get big influencers and they don't understand what influencing really is. And so when an MLM comes to them and says, Hey, we want to, we want, you know, to sponsor you, we want you to be a part <laughs> of our brand. We yeah. want you, and they think, Oh my God, a big brand wants to work with me. This is going to be yeah. so cool. And they think yeah. in, you know, they, they present it as like, well, you've got this great following and your followers are going to want to buy this and you're going to get a commission and it's commission-based sales. And I mean, mm-hmm. they're not wrong in what they're saying. I mean, kind of, but it's like, they're leaving so much out when they say it's commission-based sales. And like, yeah, we've got these people like Scott D Henry, uh, and you've got, well, I mean, he's not a mom influencer, but it's the same sort of thing. Right. And you've got these other mom influencers. They always have those like big wide brimmed, like Monet hats on mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden one of their videos just very innocuously, they, they've got like plexus and their little sippy cup. Mm-hmm. Like, what? what is that? Oh, it's just what I drink for my energy. It's just like how I, you know, everybody asks me like, how does she do it? And it's just like, I'm just so thankful for my little pink drink. And then it's, that's it. Right. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. just a blip and it doesn't come up again for maybe another 15, 20 posts, but then there's another little blip. And it's just, it's not like this blanket hun thing that we see with everybody, the Hey Huns and in your Instagram messages or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very innocuous. I see it with like beauty influencers too. I'm like, oh, that's a cute look. And I look and I'm like, oh, it's Mary Kay. This woman sells Mary Kay. (laughs) What? This is so wild. Like, I would never think that this woman with all these followers, this beautiful, gorgeous Instagram, gorgeously curated feed with Mm -hmm. some Mary Kay. Like, I I feel like there's so many makeup brands that would want to work with this woman legitimately. Mm -hmm. Yet she's selling Mary Kay. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll hide it behind like, oh, I'm an Amazon influencer and I'm just you know, telling you all of my favorite products. And then they'll, they'll throw in the random bone every once in a while, you know, and just kind of make it look like they're, they're just trying to make money on Amazon. I've seen that too, where you go and you Mm -hmm. look and you click like their milkshake or their link tree or whatever. And they just, they have a ton of links, you know, it makes it Mm -hmm. easier if you're looking for things. And, you know, there's a couple influencer, like maybe affiliate ones, brands I've maybe never heard of. And then it'll be like, work with me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this? right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, work with me. Yeah. I click it. And it's some sort of page where it's like, have you, maybe you've noticed me on social media. You just see what I'm doing and you want to be a part of what I'm putting together. I'm looking for moms who are looking to be more or whatever. It's just like some yeah. ridiculous bullshit where they're hitting all of the things that moms already feel, already feel lonely, already feel like they need community, already feel like nobody mm-hmm. understands them, already feel overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, tired. Mm-hmm. And then here comes, you know, mompreneur or however stupid word you yeah. say that. <laughs> can never say that word. Uh, And she's got the curated Instagram feed with the perfect lipstick and she can do it all. Why can't I click the link and work with, I can work with her. And it's literally a Google form Mm -hmm. that just gives her all of your information so that you can basically sign up for Plexus or whatever it is that she's selling underneath. And I even had someone reach out to me, like not me, my personal page, like me as a person who makes fun of MLMs 
like <laughs> so one of the other one of the the bigger kind of stories that has happened on my page was um nugget talk which i'm sure you remember if you would like to tell everybody what that means and then we'll throw yes. the link in the show notes so they can watch it too <laughs> so long story short um it was like two Christmases ago. Um, the the big gift that a lot of these Facebook moms wanted to get their kids were nugget couches. So they're basically like those um, gymnastics pads that you played with when you were a kid that fold up and they're fun to make into forts. And like, they, it actually is a really cool product. And uh, people got a little fanatical about it. And I, and I told that story on my uh, TikTok and then found uh, that somebody asked me to tell a story about nugget, nugget After Dark, which is basically, and this is a little spicy as you use on the show, um, it's a group, it's actually for moms and dads um, or people who don't have even have kids, I think, um, where they tell stories and trade um, tips for um, doing adult things, doing grown-ass things on their Nugget couch. <laughs> and, you know, we kind of, I talked about it a little bit and it just, it blew up, like got onto like people who you wouldn't even ever expect on their for you page. And like the women in this group tried to dox me. It was insane. But through this whole process, of course, when I get the most viral video I've ever had, I had a gigantic cold sore on my face. Um, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yeah. And like to the point where like I had like a hydrocholine bandage on it and like everybody was giving me tips for how to not ever get a cold sore again. And like, you know, of course, some of them were, you know, people who had never seen my page. So I get a DM one time on Instagram and this girl's like, oh, I have just the thing for you. I need to find it. And then, um, you're going to use this and you're never going to have a cold sore again. And it's going to be amazing. And, um, I was like, cool. Like I'll hear it. Like whatever. Like I am used to just using a cyclovir, which works pretty darn well, but I didn't have it with me. So, <laughs> and, uh, she was in an MLM and she was like trying to get me in. And then she was like, well, you know this, and she was just like, pushed in real, real hard. And, and just like, you have to do this, go buy this. Have you bought it yet? You know, do you want to work with me? All this stuff? Like we might, you know, maybe we could have a partnership or a collab or whatever. And I'm just like, just go look at my content for a second. Like, just, just take like five minutes. Cause you do not want to be talking to me about this. <laughs> just do your research for like three videos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even I get messages from people that were like, especially after Lula Rich came out, I got a ton <laughs> on Facebook that are still unopened in my others. Maybe I should do a TikTok video and show them, but it was like, I'm so sorry. Lula Rich did that to you. My business, blah, 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 blah. My company, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. We're different. And I'm yeah. like, ah, Lula Rich <laughs> is not where my story ends. My lady, yeah. it is near <laughs> only the beginning. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm good. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's a level of self-awareness that you have to lack to be someone that messages people like that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of them out there. I was so yeah. unprepared and unexpected yeah. for the amount of people who have very little self-awareness when they message others. Yeah. yeah. Those are the same people who do the copy paste and it's like, 
hey, your name here. And then like, do you like to insert relevant hobby, you know, and they just blindly copy paste stuff. That's the same girl. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's horrible because those people are so like the perfect MLM victim, right? They are trusting. They, they are the kind of person that's like, I don't know what I'm doing and are very honest and open about the fact that they don't know what they're doing and they really need help. Right. A lot of them are neurodivergent. I would say most of them are neurodivergent, but I don't have those kind of numbers. Uh, But I would say a lot of them are neurodivergent and they get into these businesses thinking that people are going to help them, thinking that they can do this. They've been lied to. And then uh, the cycle is repeated. Right. Mm -hmm. And then these people now become the perpetrator because they realize, oh, the way to make the money back is to sell the packs. So now I got to get people to buy the packs. Now I got to tell people it's so great. I use it all the time. It's my favorite thing. Just buy the product. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very, very vicious cycle, unfortunately. Um, and I feel so bad not full, like, I don't want to be sympathetic, but I'm very empathetic because I've been there. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I know what it's like. And like you're saying, you know, like some of these people, they just don't get it originally. And they, they do these hair flips and they, they get so dramatic in these Facebook groups defending their products because they're still so deep into it. And they just, they don't understand their place in the machine at that time. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's sad. And that's one of the reasons why we're, I'm so grateful for people like you who, who bring awareness to it. It's, it's so important. It makes me so happy to hear that, that there is kind of a shift in the way that people are responding to these blanket messages, uh, in Mm -hmm. these Facebook groups. How often are you seeing Huns trying to be sneaky, throwing these like you know, faux influencer posts that are really kind of just very obviously thinly veiled MLM, like (laughs) recruitment posts. The first thing that pops into my mind as like the worst repeat offender is probably Monate. Um, I'm saying that right, right? It's Monate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can say Um, it however you want. We don't care. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of like people know that that company is problematic and like it's really easy to like to see you know when they're in the comments people talk about beauty products a lot in the mom facebook groups and that's kind of where you'll see someone who will post a picture of their beautiful gorgeous hair that was actually from five years ago and they'll just be like well i really like the the system i'm using now and then they'll just drop a picture of them sitting in a perfect little pumpkin patch, you know, with gorgeous hair and like (laughs) their cute little family. And I think the most troubling part about all of that is when, when they bring their kids into it. And when they try to like, like from a mom perspective, make their kids look so perfect. And I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. Um, it's kind of a, a blanket problem over even the, the real influencers, Like, I don't know if you saw a video from last year or something where it was a YouTuber who was like left their camera on and somehow accidentally posted it where she was asking her kid to like be crying because her dog had just died and she wanted like to make a sympathy post. 
and the kid was just probably four or five years old. And the kid was just sitting there and she's like, you have to like actually cry and cry and like look upset. And the kid was like, I am upset. I just don't want to cry, but like, I'm really upset and I don't want to be taking this video right now. And it was just like, it was so, so hard to see these kids aren't deciding to be a part of this. And, you know, whether it's you're an actual influencer on YouTube, or if you're trying to sell an MLM product, I think that's the worst of it. The worst of the worst. Absolutely. And I was guilty because LuLaRoe sold children's clothes. And so I would Mm -hmm. post pictures of Abby and, Mm -hmm. you know, I never thought in any way that I was being uh, predatory. Abby enjoyed taking the picture. Abby liked doing it. And and she was Mm -hmm. used to it because I had been a, a blogger before and had shown sort of mom things. And so Abby had already been in that space and she was like, okay. But anytime Abby said, no, I don't want to do this. It was never forced. Okay, fine. You're not in the picture. Then that's fine. It's yeah. totally okay. Yeah. Um. And now she consents to everything. If she doesn't want to be in something, that's fine. Uh, she often comes and says, can I be in that? And I'm like, eh, I don't think it's appropriate, you know, but mm-hmm. we can plan something together. And we've done that. You know, she wants to be included. Uh, and I include her at a level that I am comfortable with. But that's also because I learned the hard way. Luckily, there was nothing bad other than I was like, man, every picture I have of Abby is her like posing in LuLaRoe for like almost Mm -hmm. two years. I'm like, why aren't there normal photos? And that's how I learned. I was like, oh, now I've got two years of like LuLaRoe modeling. But that's that's getting away pretty clean, right? Right. There are other parents out there. And this is actually a great segue. I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but it, it's an amazing point. There are other parents out there and we've had episodes on this show talking about when you post too much on social media and that's just personally what mm-hmm. the horrors that could lead to. Oh, and absolutely. We see this now a lot, uh, trying to be more protective of our children, especially with social media and the predators that lurk on social media behind names and pictures that you really can't verify. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see this sort of stuff. And, and this was something that came up on TikTok. The little girl, what's her name? Rin. Do you know about that one? Oh yeah. 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 I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I don't know a ton about it. So like, we won't like go too far down, but essentially yeah. this woman, she's a single mom. She's got her cute little dog, adorable a doll. She's a literal living doll. This dog, mm-hmm. this, she looks like my niece. And I'm just like, Oh my God, she's so cute. And they're doing just normal things, but it's very much a window into their lives. It's like, you don't really have to be dancing in the kitchen every time you're making dinner. You don't really have to be doing this. It's fun to do it here and there, but you don't, you can live a normal life and curate what you want to share. And a lot of Mm -hmm. these influencers, they, they blur that line too much. And what happens is you don't know who's watching and you Mm -hmm. don't know who's listening. And I guess there were some, some mom TikTok, like on mom talk, who were sort of investigating this account and how viral it was going and how many comments Mm -hmm. and how many likes and how many shares and saves Mm -hmm. were on these videos of just a little girl just dancing on the counter. Who's saving this thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of time. The comments were like, she's so cute. Just, they were very gross. They were very Mm -hmm. like, who's watching your three-year-old, four-year-old dance on the counter? Who? Yep. And so I think it is a really good reminder that not only are we keeping our children safe from this faux celebrity where they're like, everybody look at me, I'm amazing, narcissistic Mm -hmm. sort of thing, but we're also keeping them safe from predators who may be saving these videos for 
God fucking knows what reason. Yeah. We're, we'll let yeah. you decide that there. Your mind yeah. can think about that for the rest of the day. Yeah. went immediately after I saw them, I went and I checked all the saves on any video that had Abby. And I was like, thank God that it is not this creepy number, but yeah. Do you see any sort of like, what's your take on that? Like, what do you see as someone who regularly consumes and reports on mom content? Yeah. I think, you know, especially with companies like LuLaRoe and and everything, um, you know, it's so easy to just put your kid in an outfit and it's cute and it'll sell stuff and it'll get likes and shares and whatever. And it just opens you up to a really dark side of the internet that I, I don't think people fully understand, you know, what a wormhole it is and how dangerous it is. Um, not only from like the predator side of things, but there's one person who I've been kind of keeping an eye on. And I, I made a post about her. It must've been a couple of months ago. Her kid has leukemia and she is making like multiple, multiple posts talking about her skincare routine while she's in the hospital. Cause her kid is, it's not like, okay, my kid is sick you know, we're going to get through it. It's like this child is in the hospital for a long period of time. Not only does this person, it's, it's actually a friend of a friend. So I kind of know their background situation a little bit more. So a lot of people were, when I made a video about it, people were like, well, you don't know her situation. She might just be trying to pay medical bills, like all that stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, we can leave, we can like shelve that excuse for a second, but I actually know that this person has a decent amount of money that's not MLM related and she's very well insured. Um, And it is not about that whatsoever. It is simply monetizing your child's sickness. And not only is that morally wrong, but could also open her up to risk of being scammed uh, some other way. You don't know if somebody is going to reach out to her and say, you know, we can cure your kid or whatever. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's gotta be something it's, it's a moral issue. It's a risk issue, but yeah, it, they're not slowing down. Like people don't seem to be learning any lessons as far as like internet risk goes with their kids. That's another side of this coin is the exploitation of your children and their their sicknesses or the quote unquote negative things that happen in your life for sympathy, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you're saying this woman doesn't really need the money. So it's like, look, if my kid was sick and we were in the hospital all the time, obviously I would share pictures. I would be like, Hey, this is what's going on. But it wouldn't be like, hey, guys, at the hospital again, just wanted to check in and let you know everyone's been asking me about my skincare in the hospital because it's so difficult. I just wanted to show you my regimen that I use. It's only three products. And if you want to buy it, it's in the link. That's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's not me saying, 
a picture of me like holding a bottle of Cetaphil or something or going like hospital skincare routine, got to keep it light, which yeah. is essentially what they think is the same. But that monetization, right. that QVCing of your life that, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, I'm just popping in really quick to like let everybody know what you've all been asking about. Yeah. That's what makes it really gross. Like if you want to have authenticity and you're a mom influencer or whatever, then go ahead. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously curate what you feel is safe and what works for you and your family, but it's that slapping on the price tag. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to be an influencer and to have affiliates and coupon codes and things for things you like and use that doesn't Mm -hmm. make things scammy. When people mm-hmm. go, oh, I really like that. I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? There's a coupon code, you know, pop it over here. It's, it's not the first step. Right. And that's the problem. And it it, right. it is so heartbreaking because it's like, it's the new generation of these like Disney moms, these dance moms. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the, what is it? The agent, the mom agent or whatever, right? Like, yeah. The momager, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. The momager. Can you imagine like growing up and seeing that your mom made a post like that to be like, yo, yeah, this is, you know, this was the time that we were in the hospital and you were talking about what you use on your lips because the hospital is too dry and you were making money off of it. And like, you know, building your, you know, boss babe empire while I was sick in the hospital. Like I, that would make me feel so gross. And we're heaven forbid. Well, heaven forbid something tragic happens. And the only memories you have are videos of you hawking lipstick and you can't even see your kid. And you're like, Oh, we were in the hospital for for their illness, check out my lipstick. And that's the memories yeah. you have. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. don't think everybody really thinks through every single step of the impact of, of the decisions and, and the consequences of those decisions, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't take a long time to just go, well, that could happen. And if that happens, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we don't post that, or maybe we take it back, or maybe we don't add that hashtag. Maybe we don't mm-hmm. want that subset of people even coming across this. So we're not going to even add those hashtags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just makes me so freaking angry to see it. And, you know, that I think is where a lot of people are like seeing that, like, I think as a normal human being, even if I didn't know anything about the anti-MLM movement, I would be like, that's kind of gross. You know, you know, it it would be ringing alarm bells for me too. And so I think that's kind of helping people to see like this overexposure that we have on the internet is, is, you know, helping us to see this kind of dark side of humanity. And also, you know, I think the whole mentality in an MLM and in the community surrounding it is like, just do what you can right now to, to get to the point where you can reach that next level where you become, you know, diamond emerald, whatever. And it's just like, do it now, do it now, just get it over with. And then you can just like live your life, you know, building your dream house and, and, you know, showing everyone how amazingly rich you are. And, but you just got to like do the hard stuff now and get through it and, and then you'll be great. (laughs) It's like, it's just so toxic. So toxic. Just so toxic. So you mentioned Monate as one of the main offenders in the mom groups. What are a couple other MLMs that rear their ugly head pretty often in there? I mean, I feel like Beachbody is a big one because people really try to get into the the whole like 
you can do it all. Like you can, you just need to work out while you're at home, while your kids are hanging out and off, you know, off of you. And yeah, I think Beachbody is a bad one. <laughs> the, the, the Color Street and Jamberry are not so big anymore, but there, it seems like there's more coming out. Um, Red Aspen, those are like, to me, kind of the perfect storm of MLMs where it's not very expensive and it's something that you can really sell on self-care and just like, you know, you need to take time for yourself and you're going to look so much more put together. And, and like, and like I said, that's what people, that's what people ask about in mom groups is like beauty routines and beauty products and stuff like that. And it, (laughs) my favorite part of the, of the nail um, groups is like ridiculous nail fees, which I actually made a video about a really long time ago where, Oh my God, nail fees. (laughs) (laughs) Where someone will post in a group, like, let's see your nail fees. And then they're literally holding a dead fish in their hands to show off their nails (laughs) or like a light bulb or like you know, God knows what. Oh my God. The other nail fees that I see are when like, it's obviously intentionally a nail fee, but they're like trying to show something else so that someone will bring up their nails to be like, those are cute nails. So they'll be like holding it up, like in a weird claw and it'll be like their garage clicker. And they're like, does anybody else have this kind of garage clicker? (laughs) Or like, you you know, do you think I should get a different one? And everyone's like, uh, (laughs) obvious MLM placement here the most typical mom group post is the one where you take a pregnancy test and like, and you're like, is it, does this look positive? And it's got like the nail fees and like, you can't even see the two lines. (laughs) I was going to say probably any sort of like premature pregnancy test that's even in the hand with a nail fee or the other one is when it's like on the table, there's MLM paraphernalia around it, like, like a color street sticker or like, um, like a thrive patch or maybe like a little fizz stick or something just around, just so people know if they, it's just in the picture, just, just random MLM product placement, just in case, just in case people are going to, a thousand people are going to look at this. Maybe one of them is just like, what's that thing? And it is so yeah. ridiculous because I think nine times out of 10, what happens is why is that stupid thrive sticker in the picture versus, oh my God, what's that vitamin patch? And do you sell yeah. them? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you get so much exposure on these mom groups now because they're so like massively big, um, but there's like 35,000 people in these groups and they have to be thinking like, yeah, you know, if I'm going to get this much exposure if I just sneak something in the background and, you know. I, I think it's like so funny. You're like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. It's like you when you play how many clicks, it's like zero. You showed right. us the MLM in the very first picture. You right. obviously sell this. Right. I don't know why you're bringing it up. It was just in the photo. It was on my desk. I take it daily. Yeah. Okay. And it was just yeah. on my desk and I just pushed it out of the way. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. The defensiveness of moms in mom groups when they get called out on exactly what they're doing is so funny. Yeah. And that, that's not what I meant, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite response is like, you know, cause a lot of like the opposite side of this is the deep dive moms the de- who like, they're like, oh, what is this girl's deal? Like, we're all kind of going after her, but I'm going to like go back and see her like very first photo she posted on Facebook. And we're going to try to find some kind of dirt on her. <laughs> like, 
And so you're like, okay, let's see what we can find. Is she in an MLM? Is she, you know, is she just a horrible person? What does she support that's problematic or whatever? Um, and those just like add fuel to the fire. Those pictures do. <laughs> Yes, those people, they have a lot of commitment to the the dumpster fire aspect oh, of, yeah. of yeah. it. It's wild. Um, I am so happy that I'm no longer in the mom groups. They're too much. It's, it's too much for me. I get all of my mom dumpster fire stuff from you and it's more than <laughs> enough. It's really, yeah. really, truly is. I was like, this is great. She gives me all the highlights, all the ridiculous things that are happening. How long have you had your account and, and how long have you been doing this? Um, I think I started, it was like, like October of 2020 was when I made my very first mom group dumpster fires post. And it was actually, it was on the Peloton group. Somebody was considering whether or not they should let their butler ride their Peloton. Um, (laughs) (laughs) while they were on their break. Um, and that just kind of blew up and I was like, okay, well, there is no lack of material here. So I just kept doing it and doing it, you know, and looking back to like my mom groups and everything, uh, you know, actual close friends. I think I was kind of the, like poke the bear always. I was never in the middle of the drama, but I've always been involved in it. I am a voyeur. I like to just watch it happen and not really, you know, cause when you interact and when you have these interactions, like normally things don't, there's no positive to it. You know, fighting with people on the internet is entertaining for everybody else, but being a part of it is not usually healthy for anybody. So, um, yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's kind of grown and evolved into more than just mom group stuff. It's just kind of like mom dumpster fires in general. Hillary Duff's husband came after me in the comments when they didn't put their kid in a car seat and they were driving on the freeway, like, you know, stuff like that. I try to kind of stay away from call out and cancel culture because I think that it can be a little bit destructive. Sometimes. I feel the same way about like yeah. call outs and cancel culture. I'm like, you really got to be like Andrew Tate for me to like say your name like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really got to be bad. And yeah, for me, I'm just like, mm. I, I want to show the examples versus like the person, you know, and like, mm-hmm. this is the red flag to look out for. So if you see it in somebody like that person right there, then you know what to look for. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and with that situation too, like I tried to be super respectful. I commented on the video and I was like, Hey, this is actually like really not good for your kid. If you, you know, if you get into an accident, like that kid is gone. And I don't think that it's responsible to be posting this. And like, I, and I gave resources for, you know, people who do car seat awareness and, and safety videos. And he just came after me and he called me, he was like, oh, you must be fun at parties. Like you sound like an awful person and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, like we can talk about this on my page. That's fine. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no intention of like, you know, putting this person on blast for not putting their kid in the car seat. Like, you know, sometimes people don't know, you know, how important that stuff is, but when you're going to like be snarky, you're probably going to end up on my page. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just, 
I, I could imagine that you just have so many s- stories for days. And if you guys want to listen, she has incredible <laughs> stories on her social media. Tell everybody where they can find you uh, so they can follow along with all of the mom dumpster fires and d- ridiculous drama so that we can <laughs> live vicariously through it without being inside of it. Yep. Well, like you, um, I have had lots of issues with um, having my page turned off and all of that fun stuff. So I have two accounts on TikTok. Um, The one that I'm mainly posting to now is just Big Weird Mom. My bigger account is The Big Weird Mom, but it has kind of been thrown to the wolves at this point. And then on Instagram, I usually post most of my stuff as reels on Instagram too. Um, and that is the big word mom. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about the mom dumpster fires and all of the ways that MLM sort of infiltrate those groups. We know it happens. So it's, it's good to have confirmation from somebody who's like on the ground and like actually paying attention. And again, like I said, it makes me happy to know that the, the message in the comments is sort of shifting to helping these people realize what's going on and helping them get out of them as opposed to just shaming them and making them feel bad about themselves. Yeah. And I always love making MLM content. So if you guys see the sneaky huns, send me screenshots. (laughs) definitely send her all the screenshots of all the (laughs) sneaky mom huns for sure um let's do some rapid fire questions yeah okay yeah what is one word that encompasses how you feel about mlm uh deceptive give me a warning to somebody who is on the fence and wants to join an mlm oh my gosh um don't save your money just keep it in your bank account What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I've heard to me, I I think it's gotta be Amway. You know, it seems like that comes with so much more extra baggage that is affecting like our political sphere on both sides of the aisle and how, you know, how people make decisions. Like the the power of that company is like staggering to me. Um, So I gotta go with that. Gotta go with Amway. I agree. What is the hardest lesson that you have learned uh, about MLM in this sphere that you're in? <laughs> um, probably like, don't say yes to literally anything because, you know, we, I told you about this a little bit before, but um, I was signed up for an MLM without permission. Like I was just one of the like high level huns signed me up because she thought that gifting me a, a business in a box would be the best way to make friends with me. I didn't know her. I didn't know. I had met her for maybe five minutes. She came in. I was at the time I was working at soul cycle and she like laid it on hard. I checked on her after class. Cause it was her first class. Um, and I was like, how did it go? And, you know, she started talking about, you know, her life and everything and no indication that she was part of an MLM. And it was kind of like this, you know, the same thing we were talking about earlier, where she was trying to sell me on an unnamed company. Oh, well, you're, if you're super athletic, like you're going to be so good at this and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm just going to send you some of the stuff of the company I work for. And then I get like a, a W2 or whatever the, um, <laughs> what's the tax documents. And I was like, what the heck is this? And, and, you know, there's, a, there was an account signed up in my name and like all of this crazy stuff. And it was based out of England, um, this MLM. I know. How weird. It was really weird. 
So yeah, don't trust anybody. Like yeah. that's the <laughs> lesson here. Yeah. Yeah. And then give me a positive takeaway from your time in this space. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh I went to a buyer's market with um, this nail company that I work for, Chelsea, and we were, it's basically was like a, a trade show where you go and all of the buyers come and it was like for apparel and beauty and, and a couple of other things. And it was in Dallas. So it was kind of in the heart of the, like, you should be, if you're going to be working as a woman, it has to be at home and, and you have to be, you know, able to be available for your kids 24 seven. And it, it seemed like a lot of the people who were shopping around, they were ex MLM distributors and they had taken their following and everything that they had learned about interacting with the community and hyping up a product and everything and turned it into a live sale situation where they were just selling boutique stuff out of their house and making like tons of money and like really taking that experience and turning it into a positive. I think that's so cool. I know there's a ton of people that did that after they left LuLaRoe and started popular and successful boutiques. And I think mm -hmm. that's cool that you even got to experience that with Chelsea at the, at the market and to see how many ex Huns are actually out of MLM right now and thriving and yeah. really killing it. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love to see that too. Thank you so much, Jess. I can, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're going to have, um, we're going to have the owner of Chelsea come on as well to talk about what it, her inspiration for creating this business that is anti MLM outside of it. Um, and mm -hmm. I am so excited to, to meet her and to talk to her about all of that and to educate everybody who are, there could be people right now listening who are like, you know what? I want to leave MLM and start my own business. So I think that that, um, will be a very valuable episode for those people that are, are, are looking to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. And that has to be another positive experience for me too. They saw that nail fee video. I didn't even know Kelly, the owner of this company. She saw me making fun of the people holding dead fish with their nails. And she was like, do you want to try our stuff? Like we're definitely not an MLM and, but I just want to send you some stuff to try, see if you like it. And now I work for them full time. It's amazing. <laughs> I love hearing even that, like, it's so serendipitous. You never know who's watching. You never yeah. know who's following along and you know, who might reach out with an actual opportunity, not an MLM, right. an actual right. opportunity and say, Hey, are you yeah. interested? That's, that's, that's the golden ticket right there. Yep. Well, it's all because of people like you. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jess. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. <laughs>